But a lot of good people believe that that may be on their horizon. The Psalm 83 war. I started a recording because Earl is speaking, and we like to hear what he has to say <laughs> on our podcast. On that note, someone read Isaiah 17 1. You got it there, Jerry? Maybe. This is the other thing that I think could be right around the corner. I got him here. It says, uh, The burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. Okay, you know Damascus is one of the oldest, if not the oldest population. I've heard it's the oldest, Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of people will argue with the Jericho might be. But anyway, it says it's going to be ruined. Completely. Completely. Keep your eye on that. Definitely. In fact, the last verse of that chapter, 17 of Isaiah, it says, And behold, at evening tide, trouble, and before morning, he, the city, that he is not. This is the portion of them that spoil us and the lot of them that rob us. The... um, and the prayer list is still going around for our podcast listeners. We haven't prayed yet. Uh, that's uh, even more likely to happen as I hear things now mm-hmm. because Iran is rattling the sword. Iran has raised a black flag over one of those Muslim things saying we're at war and they are shipping weapons in to Syria, and they're landing at Damascus Airport. So, you know, if it doesn't happen now, I'm even probably going to be surprised. Yeah, at least to some degree, in some form. Yes. The burden of Damascus. And then we mentioned Psalm 83. While the prayer list is going around, I'm just going to read that for sake of our... And remember, these names he's going to read are ancient names that we don't know about, but now they're Hezbollah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hamas, Gaza, and all these. And they turned against each other already. Yeah. 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 It says, uh, Psalm 83, Keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God, for lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. Does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Says they have taken crafty counsel against thy people, and consulted against thy hidden ones. This verse four. Wow. Yeah. They have said, "Come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance." That's what they're saying. That's what's going on. They're saying. That's what she said. Sunday school past Sunday. Yeah. We're talking, or was it Bible study? I don't know. One of the two. You all right together. (laughs) But yeah, the uh, we're living an interesting time. It is very interesting. You know, and some of the things I wanted to mention tonight before I turn it over to Earl. I will, since you're here. We're going to take advantage of it. Everybody got their... Hey, babe, anybody for the prayer list? Uh, Yes, Larry. I got him on there. Um, uh, Sharon May, her dad died. Okay. My teacher, Miss Neal's grandpa. 
What, Miss Neal? My teacher's grandpa, Miss Neal, she passed away having a funeral Saturday. Her grandfather passed away? Yeah. Okay, do you know his name? No. Miss Neal's grandfather. God knows. Yeah. Always. How's Alan Long doing? Good. Came by the other day, him and Sam. I think they were shocked to learn Forrest is getting married, as are most people. We all are. I'm not. I'm not because I prayed. I prayed, and I mean, it was like right away. They met, and. Well, I mean, shocked is a good thing. Alan and Lisa, of course, hoped that Sarah and Forrest would get together, and Sarah's a fine young lady. Um, so I, um, what kind of dowry you give? <laughs> she's out of high school yet? Yeah, yeah, she's going into forestry. Oh. I mean, actual forestry, not mm-hmm. devil on thunder. Uh, so is Christina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is on recording here. <laughs> we are serving it up to our podcast listeners. All right, on the prayer list, uh, certainly the situation in the Middle East, and uh, well, we'll just pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We got a command to do that. Let me add to yes. you know what that means when we say pray, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. What? You know what the real meaning of that yeah. is? Yeah, the return of Christ. The return of Christ, Christ, Lord Jesus, oh, because man. there won't be any. Peace. There won't be any till He comes. Yeah, I'm heard nothing. Lord, Lord, come quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny Newberry continued healing, and uh, Marta and Charles and Sebron and the young man Cameron, um, President Trump and family, uh, our prayer team, Gail, Janice, Ruby, Vassy and Linda, and John and Ruby, Bella, so that she continues her victory over addiction, and she's been doing very well. And, you know, prayer works. Prayer helps. Prayer changes things. If you believe. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, that paralyzed man that was lowered through the roof by his four friends, it wasn't even his faith. It was their faith mm-hmm. that Jesus raised that man up. True. So the faith of the saints, for the sake sometimes of those who aren't in Christ, it, it's, it's seen through, I, I think. Praying for Larry McCoy that he might... Uh, he hopes to have a wife and then perhaps a new job here and uh, for his parents. And Forrest and Christina. Um, I get some soda water in there. Bob, um, prayers for his son Mike for peace, unsafe family members. Pray for the people involved in the world's problems. Yes, we got a lot. And our countries and leaders and for Ted, Mary, is Ted good? Yeah. Hanging in there? Yeah, he is. 89 years old. 89? Yep. He's doing truck stop ministries. Oh, absolutely. Twice. He was an A-4 attack jet pilot in Vietnam. And uh, he was a member of this study for a while. I guess uh, being late when he gets out, he has to go back to Galax where he lives. So. He's not getting out as often, but he still goes truck stop ministries and conducts that. I do pray for Ted. Amazing, amazing man. He's 89? 89. Serving the Lord. 
Uh, <coughs> Earl, your wife went to heaven two years this Saturday. Praise God. Praise God. Mrs. Neal's family. This is uh, Brandy Moore. Brandy Moore. And veterans. We've got a bunch of veterans around the table here. I don't count myself as a veteran. I just goofed off. Yeah, that's all I did. I hear you. Yeah, I thought I'd see the world join the Air Force, fly all over the place. Nope. It's a Navy line anyway. That's true. Yeah. Right, that's the lab I say we maintained the aircraft and flew the Army and the Marines around. That's what we did. Yeah. We ain't get to go. You did, some, you did what they told you to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Ended up seeing the backside of Louisiana. That was it. I could not get out of Louisiana. Um, Ray has been praying for our country, safety for all. Pray for our group, pray for each other, pray peace of Israel. You wrote that too. Um, and a prayer request on here that the Lord would hear them. Um, praise report Kaylee out of prison. How's what's his name? Kay out of prison. Kyle. Kyle. Okay, you got an A in there. We transgendered him. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I got you. Transgender? No. Um, Sharon May, the loss of her mother. Her father. Her father. Sharon, we're sorry to hear this. I'm sure he's with the Lord. For Eric, for John, for Rex, Ted. Something Americans. America. Un unsaved. Israel. Israel, I see that. Absolutely. My writing's getting worse. No, my reading is what the problem is, I think. Um, let me get that posted too. Thank you, babe. Praying for our nation in Israel. Pray for all who are unsaved and don't know the love of God, that they would come to know the love of God. There's nothing better. I'll tell you how you're talking about the Damascus. Uh -huh. Damascus, under, Russia has a big comm center in under Damascus Airport. So if they bomb the airport, that's going to stir Russia up. And that might be the hook in the jaw that brings Russia into this mess. Um, Which is what a lot of them want. Yeah. I mean, you all know my opinion. I, when you look at Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine, and Armageddon, we got hailstones in both places. We got a big earthquake in both places. We got armies and dignitaries being fed to buzzards in both places. I don't know. I think there's some some reason. To, I think there's reason to hope. I must hope that that is Armageddon in Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine, or elsewise. We got a way to go. Um, and I know they burned the weapons. They burned the weapons of the enemies for seven years. For seven years, they're cooking and so forth. But we see in Zechariah 14, they're cooking. The, at the end of the Zechariah 14, the cooking pots are, are marked holy unto the Lord. And um, so, let me get a last picture up here. 
Marcos, if I forget to write praying for his son, and I will, we do want to pray for Marcos' son to come to Christ. He, he mentions it. He already saw that on Facebook. He said, don't forget to pray for my son. He's, he's from Miami, actually from Cuba, and he became born again in Christ after being a drug lord for many years, raking in $50,000, $75,000 a week. He was on the 700 Club. We met him through Truck Stop Ministries. He got busted. They were putting heroin in VHS cassette tapes. This is back in that day. And shipping them around in FedEx envelopes. And he got busted. But he got on his knees in that prison cell and said, Lord, if you will give me a chance and get me off of this charge, I'll serve you every day for the rest of my life. I think they're making a movie out of him for his, his life story too. Um, God knew that he was sincere when, when he said that, when he prayed that prayer and he went to court and somebody had stolen the evidence. Not unsurprising. In a, yeah. <laughs> it was gone. And he had $45,000 of drug money on him or that he had access to, he had hidden. And... He didn't know what to do with it. He wanted to do something that would please the Lord. So he saw a, a doormat at someone's house that had the verse out of uh, Joshua, Choose ye this day who you shall serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he got the idea. Half or more people in Miami speak Spanish. That's just how it is. So he bought $45,000 worth of those doormats, half of them in Spanish and half of them in English, and went around to any house that would take that mat as a gift and place it at their front door. And that's what he did with that money. Then he went to driving a truck, and that's when we met him. Quite an individual. Yeah. Wide open for the Lord, I will say that. Well, let's join hands. We've read the prayer list. and God, we thank you so much for this time of fellowship. We pray you be with our study as we trust iron will sharpen iron tonight. And we know that you're in our midst because two or more are gathered and because your word is true. Teach us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. And remember these that are on the prayer list. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So... I was just going to look at uh, Genesis 19. As I see, I, I know a lot of Christians are, I guess, having stress about what we're seeing in the world. Take a sip of this. It must be a good, good cover for I turn the page and there's. There it is, huh? Yeah, 19. That never really happened. <laughs> it says and there came two angels to Sodom at even evening and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom and Lot seeing them rose up to meet them and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground and he said behold now my lords turn in I pray you into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. 
And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house. And he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. Angels eat, right? Angel food. Angel food, okay. That's <laughs> biblical, though. Yeah, I mean, it says that they were fed angel food in the desert. A manna? Yeah, okay. a manna. Yeah. Verse 4, But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house around, both old and young, and all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. Now what that means is that they might have sexual relations. That's going to say that in the NIV and in the Hebrew. That's what that was. That's what they were talking about. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Don't do this. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known a man. Let me, I pray you, bring them unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. I'm like, thanks, Dad. (laughs) Only unto thee, only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn and he will needs to be a judge. Now, will we deal worse with thee than with them? So they're, they're, they're busting on a lot saying, oh, you're in, you think you know what needs to be done? You're, you're, you just came here. You just showed up. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house, these angels, and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and the daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-laws, his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. 
Need to chair him? Yeah. <clears throat> Is that who's? Yours. Okay, thank you. Just say And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters. And the Lord, being merciful unto him, they brought him forth and set him without the city. I don't read that twice. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee to, a nearby city he's referring to, and it is a little one. Oh yes, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. Now they let him do this. And I don't know why he's pointing out the fact it's just a little city. Just let me go over here. They're only, they're only a little bit Sodom, Sodomite. They're not 100% Sodomites. They're just a little bit. I don't know what's being said there. It's, it's interesting. He did let him go. Angels let him go. And he said unto them, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. So the angel's not going to throw that city over. Hasten thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything until thou be come thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. Um, They can't destroy the city while Lot and his family are there. They're under orders. Get them out, and then we'll destroy the city. Now to the New Testament, to the book of John. Uh, chapter 10. Chapter 10 and verse 10, Christ says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The abundant life. Now, prosperity preachers talk about this, and I think they take it too far. But I think some believers maybe don't take it far enough. What should we expect as believers in Christ? Should we expect blessings? I think so. I'll just, you don't have to turn it, I'll just quickly read it. It's, it was actually Bible Gateway's verse of the day, Psalm 37. Verse 4. And that says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Um, What should we expect? Because as we look at the world around us, uh, we who have really looked into prophecy, 
start to our wheels start turning. Now, you guys know how long that we've talked about this, Daniel chapter 8. And this shaggy goat from the west that says it crosses the face of the whole earth without touching the ground. And it breaks the horn off of the meads. Well, that's a rack. And then sometime later, it grew up later, it breaks the horn of the Persians off. That's a ram. Well, I think we've got three carriers over there right now. And untold knowing what else. Um, our pilots are flying with the Israeli pilots. Um, the fighter pilots. It is war. Um, I tend to believe that it will be American power that takes Iran down. They probably will destroy Damascus because Iran will have shipped who knows what kind of weapons in there. And if they <coughs> ship in something like VX gas, that could kill millions and millions of people if they release that. They may have to, they don't know where it is in the city. They know it arrived. They don't know where it might be. So you just take the whole thing down. One or two Moabs or something like that. What's that called? Multiple Ordnance Airburst. Is that what that is? Moab. The nickname is Mother of All Bombs. <laughs> I think it goes off about 300 <coughs> feet above the ground or something. I think they can um, set it. Yeah. It, it can be set. Usually they have a, an extension fuse on the front of it. Right. Um, but it can be set for delay, set up for either delay or ground burst. Okay. Well, things just seem to be lining up. Now, maybe maybe this isn't it. If I've learned anything, it's not to get on a soapbox and swear that that's it. But boy, it looks more like it now than ever. Than ever. You know, uh, Alexander the Great fulfilled that Daniel 8 in type, just like Antiochus Epiphanes fulfilled the Antichrist in type. But it says in Daniel 8 that that prophecy is for the end of days. And this Western power is called King of Greece, but the Greece is Yavan in Hebrew. It simply means Gentile. Are we talk, you okay, Ray? Your head? Yeah. <coughs> Gentile is Japheth. And where are you going? I don't know. You going? You need to go home. No, I never get home right now. And let's uh, bow our heads and pray for Ray. Ooh. And Heavenly Father, God, by Your power, You can restore our brother. And he's troubled, and You know exactly what it is, and why it is that it's happened. And in the name of Jesus, we lift him up to You, asking for a touch of healing asking that he might be restored even in this hour lord help him in jesus name amen <clears throat> so after this western power this western gentile power destroys iran the persians well it comes into four you know, Alexander the Great's kingdom split four ways. And I guess that was him that did that, Ron. Is that right? He wanted to give it to his generals. Alexander the Great. 
He gave it to four different ones, didn't he? Or Cassandra, Lucas, and Okay. And he was bummed. He was in his 20s. He was not a very old man at all. 31. Was he 31? Mm -hmm. He did a lot of what he did, I guess, in his 20s. Um, he was depressed. Nothing else to conquer. Um, but I believe he was a type of Daniel 8. But he couldn't have been the fulfillment because of the scripture says it's for the end of days. So there's something that will be a true fulfillment. And all signs to me point to America. They say America's not in the Bible. It might be. We don't soapbox that one either. It's just a suggestion. Um, but that power comes into four. And as we enter the millennial kingdom, millennial age, there's going to be nations still. You know, they're referred to and. Zechariah 14 and elsewhere there are nations um, and I, I think that he will put his saints over you've been faithful over a few things I'm going to put you over more I trust I won't get put in charge of nothing like that but you know uh, somebody got to clean the toilets right I mean I uh, I know very, very saintly people that just blow me off the radar screen as in their service to Christ. So these are the ones that will be given great authority and authority over nations. In your glorified body, you're invincible. You know, you're not going to be able, and you're going to be hyperdimensional. Christ did not open that door when he went in on them, it, it was that Luke 24, he walked in on them, told them, peace, be still, you know, or, you know, something to that effect. Um, this is my Hal Lindsey coffee mug, by the way. He had this type of mug, and um, I wanted one. I couldn't figure out where it is. It's a Nescafe thing. They give them away by the hundreds of thousands, I guess, because they're all over eBay if you want one. Do you realize he's 96 now? No, I do not. Still getting it done. Still, still moving around. How many wives has he been through now? <laughs> <laughs> Four plus one. Okay. He married one woman twice. Okay. Who was that? Hell, yeah. I, you know, I'm just razzing him there a little bit. You know, it's, it's he, he wrote one or one or two of his books at uh, Chuck Messer's house. Uh huh. He lived with him there. Well, that's his wife. You know, really good place to be near Missler was with us so um, what do we expect uh, I, I've been here recently and let's go here uh, Luke 17 I keep going back to this okay what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah when the angels showed up to get Lot and his family out <clears throat> well it was business as usual they were doing what they did. Mm -hmm. Now I'm assuming they had commerce and all this. But that type of behavior, it attracts more like it. There was a time at my, one, of my, one of the truck stops I serviced when I was with Flying J. You know, if you... Uh, you wasn't an LGBTQ, you weren't going to get a job there. That's how that went. It, it, you know, like attracts like. 
So this is what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, so Lot is taken out, but they said, we can't do anything until you're gone. And it was the same as with Noah. Noah and his family, pure in their generations, were saved from the flood. And everyone else perished. You notice uh, one thing that I noticed about that is uh, Noah willingly went into the ark. Uh, Lot had to be dragged out of the city. So is is that a comparison of how the people, the Christians of this generation at the rapture, maybe some are going to be dragged out and they still want to be here and others are welcoming the return of Christ. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I, once the rapture happens, if you're dead, you're going to be raised, resurrected, regardless. Yeah. yeah. If you're here, since then ones that remain will be caught up. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have any any choice. Any I mean, choice. But, but what about Christians that that love the world and 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 kind of hate the thought of going to be with the Lord? He'd deal with that at the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. I, I think at the rapture is, is no is no issue there at all. Mm -hmm. Now, when we get to the judgment seat of Christ a, after the rapture, then he's going to deal with us on that. Yeah. Well, that would be mostly on, on rewards, wouldn't it? On rewards. Now, rewards not sin, because sin is dealt with. The judgment of Christ is not determined whether you go to heaven or not. Mm -hmm. If you're rapture, you're already in heaven. Mm -hmm. To me, there's going to be a lay to sin church. Right. And it's that's possible. What, that's what it's I'm thinking possible about. that they're not raptured. I'm not going to die on that hill either, but it says in East Revelation 3.14, And unto the angel of the church of the lay of the sins write, these same things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. The body of Christ was the first thing God created, his own body. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou art cold or hot. It almost sounds like I wish you were on one side or the other. I would know precisely what to do with you. Not that he did not know all things. But he did not like their lukewarmness. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear." And anoint thine eyes with eyesalve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in unto him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am yet and sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear. The Spirit saith to the churches, and people ask, well, what's this overcoming? What if I don't overcome? You overcome in Christ, and you see this, and it's in 1 John 5. I don't have the verse ready, but... There's more than conquerors, too. It's verse 4 of 1 John chapter 5. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. 
And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So if you're a Christian and you really believe you're going to overcome, but he's counseling these people, you better overcome. It's like they're just kind of in and out. I don't know. And he says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chase. I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Maybe there are those. Well, what is, maybe are all of us, what is spew out of my mouth? The, the, One translation Hebrew says vomit. That's what, it, that's what it means. Yeah, but what's the connotation of that? Uh, I can't help because when you throw up, you can't stop it. You know? Well, you're not going to, you know, it's like he said, are they saved or not? Now, we don't know if they're saved, they're going to yeah. be lost. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be saved. Going to heaven. If they're not saved, they're going to go the other way. But spew out of my, my, my mouth, I'm not going to have anything else to do with them. They've Sorry. either lost their rewards or they've lost their soul. Yeah. Well, this is, I'm in my NIV here because I had it marked in Luke chapter 12. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. He says in verse 35, be dressed and ready for service. Who wasn't dressed? The Laodicean church. Well, they were naked. Didn't know them. And keep your lamps burning. Whose lamps weren't burning? Mm-hmm. The foolish virgins. They didn't get taken in. So be dressed and ready for service. Keep your lamps burning like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet. Who are these people? Well, they didn't participate in a wedding banquet. So that when he comes and knocks, what did he say to the lay of the sins? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. They can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I'll tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve and will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. That's the God we serve. I like that picture there. It's a dinner setting. It just goes on and on and on. And um, I was looking at that one time and I thought, wow. What if you asked, pass the butter. And here comes that hand with that nail-scarred hand. That's who he is. That's the love that he has for all of us. Mm-hmm. And even for those that hate him. Mm-hmm. He said he takes no delight in seeing the wicked perish. So, uh, I uh, think that in Luke 17, we, you know, and I'll finish with this. The uh, thing we see is it would be like it was in the days of Noah. Verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, which we started with tonight. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, 
they built it. I don't think they were married and given in marriage. He didn't say they were. Because they gay dudes, I guess. Of course, they can get married today. Verse 29, not in the eyes of God, they're not. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And that day he which shall be upon the housetop and his staff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you in that night, there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. This, he's got nighttime and daytime simultaneous here, having full knowledge of the fact that we have a spherical planet, which he made. <clears throat> and they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? What they want to know is where are they being taken to? I've heard that taught wrong. So you want to be the one left. You don't want to be the one taken. But taken is paralambano, embraced to yourself. He uses it in John 14. I know I've been over this. He embraces. If you if I go to prepare a place for you, surely I will come back and I will paralambano. That's the same word here for taken. You want to be the one taken. And where do they, you know, the other left? We know where the ones that are left are, still in the bed, still in the grinding wheel, still in the field. They answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. <clears throat> we talked about that a couple, three weeks ago. The A lot of people think, oh, no. That means I'm getting fed to the buzzards. But the body, it's the word body here. And that is Greek soma. And that means a living body. In, Luke, in Matthew 24, he says where the carcass is. There will the eagles be gathered together, but that's the tribulation unfolded there. And they are being eaten by buzzards and crows and whatever else will pick out. But before they have this feast, and we see this in Ezekiel 38's war and Revelation, this feast where they're called to, they're circling in the air. We've all seen buzzards do this, right? They're ready to eat. But they're not landed yet. What if your body were caught right up through the midst of those eagles gathered? I don't think that's much of a stretch to think. I think there are little clues like that here and there. You're going to be raptured. But you'll be raptured at a time when everything else is business as usual, marrying, giving in marriage, buying and selling, planting, building. I think for many places things will get much worse. I mean, obviously, life isn't fun in the Middle East right now. Um, how will it be for most Christians? He said we, he wanted to give us an abundant life. He said we were not appointed unto wrath. And, and I've heard folks will, will say that, 
well, you know, they don't believe in a rapture. They'll say, why do you think you've got some right to escape all these terrible things when people throughout human history have suffered greatly? Normally, it's under some tyrannical leader like Hitler or his type. And, and why should you escape that, they say. The answer to that's easy. None of that was God's wrath. God's wrath is going to make everything Hitler and Pol Pot and Stalin did look like a pillow fight at a Girl Scout camp. When he brings his wrath, it's going to be almost impossible to endure it. And he said we weren't appointed to that wrath. So I... <clears throat> I know the war's raging. Rumors of wars, right? Wars, yes, and then rumors of wars. Oh, it's like the Chinese have sent all these people in across the southern border, they say. Oh, all these um, Hezbollah, Hamas, and all these uh, Muslim terrorists are filtering in across the Canadian border. They're just getting ready to activate. How are you, man? You feel a little better? Yeah, my head, my left side of my nose is just... Oh, you got sinusitis or something? And it just upsets my whole body when it happens. I'm sorry. So, um, what will it be for us? It'll be what God will have. It'll be what he allows. Uh, Does he want us to suffer wrath as believers? No. Will we see people suffering wrath... Yeah. What about Christians like Corey Timboom and others that endured great hardship? Yeah. You can't dodge everything. Well, he says he's best blessed are those who are persecuted for his namesake. You know, for they should be the, one of the beatitudes that they should be called the children of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing that gives me a great deal of peace is Stephen, the first martyr. You know, as he's being stoned to death, Saul of Tarsus was sitting out there looking at him. I mean, he had a countenance about him that it didn't seem to really, he, he was looking up in the heavens and he, it just didn't, death was coming his way quickly and it didn't seem to phase him in, a, in an adverse way. Well, it said, you know, Jesus had already said, you, if you're in him, you won't see death. And Stephen did not see death. Stephen saw them throwing rocks at him to stone him to death and he did not however see death he saw God the Father and Jesus Christ stand up who had been sitting on God's right hand what does this look like the glory of God he lives in unapproachable light the only way you can approach God the Father is through Jesus Christ that's his body Um, he didn't see death none of us will None of us around. I think of the Christians. I was in the Colosseum over in Rome, and I thought about all those people that died under the hands of Nero and people like that. It was like, holy, how could they endure that? And then I keep flashing back to Stephen. I mean, somehow those people were granted some sort of supernatural miracle that happened to them. They just passed away, but I don't think they felt the. And tigers and bears. No, I heart. mean Stephen had a brilliant countenance as he looked upon the Lord. You know, so I well for us then. Um, 
Jesus said occupy. Yeah. Oh, you notice that oh, when Stephen was being crucified, Jesus stood up. Yeah, he, he was Stephen the right was, of course, God, stone. So he was stoned. He stood up to see Stephen. Yes, yes. he did. And that, that's nice. Um, and nobody here right after that, well done, my good and faithful servant. Absolutely. What a, what a blessing. But, you know, we here, it's not unthinkable that somebody might put a gun to our head and say, renounce Jesus Christ. Uh, it could happen before the rapture. And I mean, if it's if if that's the what God gives us, if that's the faith that that He has for us, then we we don't denounce Him. And um, of course, now Peter denied Him three times. When Jesus said it. it. <laughs> Peter was told he would deny Christ three times yeah. before the rooster crowed, and he did. But Jesus restored him. He's not judging us on anything other than the condition of our heart. And he understands we're feel fearful people. You think Judas somehow was saved? No. No, no it said it would have been better for him never to be born. Some of the perdition. I know, but he threw back. It seemed as though he repented, though, didn't it? No. But then he went out and hung himself. Just like Esau. He said he searched, seeked repentance with tears, but never found it. But I mean, he threw the 30 pieces of silver back down at the people who had gotten the money from him. Well, I, I, I don't Judas know. Judas comes back as Antichrist. Well, he said he thinks Judas comes back as the Antichrist. No. Uh, he'll be a human being that Satan goes into. Right. Right? Yeah. And that's what happened to Judas. And that's I'll the tell you what, keep your eyes on that King Charles character. Look at that coat of arms for King Charles. Uh, read Revelation 30. It's like they say, you know, we need a coat of arms for King, for Charles here. I got an idea. Look at this here in Revelation 13. You know, we're going to put a dragon on there. We're going to put a lion with feet of a leopard on there. And we're going. I mean, it's there. It's on that coat of arms and couldn't be more. It's like a dead giveaway. I'm not saying he's the Antichrist, but he would uh, be worth considering. Very strange things have gone on in that family. Uh, Diana said she believed that she had been used as a birthing chamber. They wanted a virgin mother to have William. William is doing some very creepy things. That family is extremely satanic, and the world's fascination with them is beyond me. They're inbred. They do not love the Lord. They they serve the enemy. They serve the devil. Um, Charles never loved that young lady, Diana. He had his woman on the side there the whole time, the same one he's got now. And uh, she said she threw herself down the stairs to try to miscarry, literally. When she realized something's not right, I'm carrying, I don't even know what. So watch that dude. William, Will I Am, W-I-L-L-I-A-M. A lot of people believe that. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm finished with my part. I'm going to turn the mic towards you. Or what are you working on? Or what would you like to add or take away from anything? Well, I had three, two things. I was uh, debating on which one. And when you guys said one thing, I, I'm going to hear yeah. You said something else, I said, no, I'm going here. Right. So I'm, I'm back and forth. <laughs> either way. I'm going to either, another place. Let's talk about the rapture. Now, what 
happens to you the minute you become a believer or saved. Go to you're first. Sealed. You're sealed. Go to First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. First Corinthians twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead and read it. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Now, what is what's the Spirit? One Spirit. The Holy Spirit is capitalized. One body. What's the body? Body of Christ. Okay. So when you are saved, you are baptized into, in, I in, mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Now, what does Paul say in First Thessalonians chapter 4? The dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ. Mm -hmm. So that means you can't be saved and not go in the rapture. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Right. And we that are alive and remain will be caught up together with them. So if you have been saved, you have automatically been baptized into the body of Christ. That automatically gets you raptured or translated one or the other. Mm -hmm. These two issues goes Mm -hmm. on there. If you, if you die a physical body, in, in your physical body, you are resurrected into your glorified body. If we're still alive at the rapture, we will be transformed or translated into a glorified body and caught up together. But in any case, we're in Christ. So when you say that people can't be saved or are not saved maybe the, in the latest in church, you're either saved or you're not saved. Mm-hmm. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. Now, what actually begins the rapture? What event that takes place? The fullness of the Gentiles comes in. The answer to that. What? Not, uh, not exactly. The trumpet. Not exactly. That's the rapture. What, what one thing that has to happen before the tribulation can begin? Fullness of the Gentiles. The rapture will happen before the tribulation. Um... And it's a seven-year period. Yeah, now a lot of people, and we've all been taught this at some point in time, that the rapture of the church begins that seven-year period. Uh-uh. We've been taught that. So I, I mean, you, I've heard that, and I've, yeah, I... Don't I don't agree with it either. Well, I'm going to show you why. Uh, and and I, I don't have time to do all this. Sometime I want to teach you seven weeks of Daniel. Sometime. You tell us when, and but we'll, we'll be it's a mathematical <laughs> prophecy. Turn to Daniel chapter 9, just a moment. Now, what's the tribulation? Who's the tribulation for? Israel. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be Gentiles there. But Revelation chapter 9. You want Daniel? I mean, I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 9. Now, the context of this. They had been in the Babylonian captivity for seven years. Now, why was it in that seven years? Because they had not kept the Sabbath year for 490 years or something, and they got well, it. Well, they didn't keep it. They violated the 70 sabbatical years. Mm-hmm. Now, if a, a sabbatical year is every seven years, how many normal years would it have to pay? For 490. 490, yeah. 490. Now, Daniel was researching this, and he was in his 67th year of captivity. He knew that it was only for 70 years, but he didn't have any reference to what was going to happen to the nation of Israel when they came back out of the Babylonian captivity. 
So in verse 24 of Daniel 9, 70 weeks or 77s, Somebody read it from your translation. It, it, this is it, King James. Uh, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. Now, upon who? Thy people, the Jewish people. And the holy city. Who's the tribulation for? Now, everybody knows the difference between the 70 weeks of Daniel and the 70th week of Daniel. Two major differences. Yeah. Okay. One of them is 69 weeks and one of them's a week, right? No, one of them for uh, 70 weeks is the full yeah. thing. But... The 69 weeks, okay, if you take 77, 7 times 70 is how much? 490. 490. 490. We're talking about years, right? Yeah. Can we prove that? I think you can, can't go, you? Go over to Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years and the desolations of Jerusalem. Okay, now we we see the context is years, right? Yes. Now a lot of people will try to make this days. Now if that's the case, in verse 24, there's six things he's going to try, they're going to accomplish. After the, in the in this four hundred ninety years, that's yet time the future, and one of them is bringing in to sin. Has that happened? No. <laughs> if it is, I'm in trouble. <laughs> We're all in trouble. That hasn't happened yet. So this is years because Jeremiah said so. But now, if you take seventy sevens and you convert that over into days, now you know a biblical year is three hundred sixty days. Sixty days, yeah. 360 times 490 is 176,400. That's how many days is in that this prophecy. 69 of those weeks, of, of those years, 173,880 days has been fulfilled in verse 25. Verse 26 is that gap of time between where the church is. 26, after three score and two weeks, shall Messiah be cut off. Crucified, but not for himself. But not now, for himself. Not yeah. because of anything he did. Not anything that he did. But in verse 27, read that and get, and get a grasp on that. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. That's what starts the tribulation. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the very first thing that starts it? He, who's he? The Antichrist. Okay. He's the antecedent to the last known personality in verse 26. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and sanctuary. The prince that shall come is not Christ. No, that's the Antichrist. That's the Antichrist. Who destroyed the city and the sanctuary in 70 AD? The Romans. Antitus, Romans. Yeah. Antitus. And it says this guy is going to be from those people. Now that doesn't mean he's going to be from Rome, Italy. He's going to be from the old Roman Empire. That ancestry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which a big part of England's from it. Oh, there's a bunch of... The Middle East is from it. Yeah. I mean, the left leg of, of Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel 2. Yes. Uh, it lasted a thousand years longer than the western end of it. <clears throat> but now what starts that seven-year period? When he confirms that covenant, right? Right. Now we, we've determined he is the Antichrist, right? What has to happen before he can even be on the scene? Fullness of the Gentiles. They have to go to Second Thessalonians, 
It's going to be a falling away and apostasy, and um, he will be revealed, this Antichrist, uh, 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 2. Now, you know the context is that the people thought that they was already in the tribulation. That's right. And, and, and Paul was teaching him, no, a certain thing has to happen before that can even be stop. Apostasy. Now, we see the foreshadowing of all of it. I mean, is the apostasy in the world today? Yeah. But Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and this is pick it up in verse... Uh, Second, uh, and pick it up in chapter two, verse well, let's one. Let's just read the first, first few verse verses. One, yeah. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that would be a rapture event, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter. Now, it's, it's, it's a viewpoint is that people were thinking that they... Missed the rapture. Missed the, missed the rapture, and it was because of this letter. They claim this is the third Thessalonians. Third book of Thessalonians. Uh -huh. The second Thessalonians is a letter, false letter, that they wrote uh, the Thessalonians sent is already in the rapture. Uh -huh. Now, go ahead and finish it. Okay. Uh, nor by letter as from us is that the day of Christ is at hand. Now, if you've got a good Bible study, that's a bad translation, I'm sorry. It's not the day of Christ. It's the day of the Lord. Now, the day of the Lord is a whole bunch of different than the day of Christ. The day of Christ could be now or the rapture. Does your new King James say day of Christ or day of the Lord? It says is it though of the day of Christ, but there's a big asterisk after it, and down at the bottom it says the day of the Lord. Sure. Now, the day of the Lord is a thousand and seven years. The seven years just happens to come first. It's that seven-year period that we just talked about in Daniel 9. Now, what has to happen before this guy can even come on the scene? The Antichrist? Yeah. It says in verse 4, Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God is worshipped, that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's the abomination of desolation. Mm -hmm. That's when he, now he comes to power on a false religious system, yes. according to Revelation 17. But at the midpoint of the tribulation, he figures out that he doesn't need that false religious system. If anybody asks you if the church would go through the tribulation, uh, tribulation, ask them which one, which church. Yeah. There is going to be a church in the tribulation. It's going to be a false religious system. You think there'll be some tribulation saints? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. More than you can number. More than you can number. Daniel 7, 7, 9. But in verse 5, do not you remember these things when I was still with you? I told you these things. Now, what you may know is restrained or the one that letteth is holding him back until he comes. Now, just ask yourself a question. We're talking about sin. Uh, something we can't even imagine. What this world's going to be like when the church is gone. What's holding that back? People have said the Holy Spirit and it leaves in the believers at the rapture. I've heard that. Yeah, I, I believe that, but I, I go a step further. It's the Holy Spirit as in dwells the church. Remember a while ago we said the dead in Christ? Yes. And I think that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the only thing that can hold back what we're talking about. When the rapture takes place, that releases the Antichrist. And then the nukes start. 
and then and then everything starts, and then he in Daniel chapter mm -hmm. nine verse twenty seven begins that seven year countdown. It's going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. It's going to be awful. In verse seven, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains or letteth will do so until he is taken out of the way. Now that taken out of the way, the Greek word there is out of the mist. If we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, and if we're believers, we are. If the Holy Spirit goes, what happens to us? Well, we're we, going with it. But now, we've got to say the Holy Spirit is indwelt in the church. Remember, the Holy Spirit is still going to be here in the, in the tribulation period. Yes. But not as an indwelling Holy Spirit, as a Old Testament Holy Spirit. Because we see in Revelation 14 the gospel being preached by... The angels, the angels, yeah. and you know, apparently you can still get saved. Oh, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. And there's going to be a lot of people, according to Daniel, uh, Matthew 25, verse 31 on, that's going to survive the tribulation in their physical bodies. Yes. But the gospel, now, there's an everlasting gospel, there's an eternal gospel, there's a kingdom gospel, and there's gospel of grace. You can get into that and say, what's the difference? Well, it all is the same thing, but this means different time periods. We are not looking for the gospel of the kingdom right now, or the eternal gospel. We look, we and and it's always been grace. Grace, always been grace. See, Even the Old Testament, people, Abraham believed God and scattered him righteousness. Mm -hmm. What did he believe God about? Everything, I guess. He he well, believed him so fervently that he was going to let his own son. Well, that's but, the whole key right there. In four, chapter 14, or chapter 15, and chapter 22, he didn't have any children at the, at, in, in, when the Abrahamic covenant was ratified. He didn't have any children. He was too he old, said, he said. How, and he was 100 years old yeah. almost. He said, how in the world am I going to have descendants that is going to be a sand of the sea when I don't have any offspring? God said, I'm going to give you an offspring. And he believed that, and it was counted to him righteous. Now, when you get to chapter 22, when he took Abraham up the mountain, mm -hmm. he's, you can just hear Abraham almost. Okay, you promised me that my seed was going to come from Isaac. And this is the only son I got. And that's the only one I got. And if you kill him, you're going to have to raise him right back up. So he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid. Now, is that faith? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that's that, why I say I'm going to have one of the dirty jobs in the kingdom of God coming up. Because I don't have that... I'm telling you, I'm not that strong. Abraham is that strong. Now, have you ever heard of similitude in the Bible? I've thought, turn to Hosea 12, 9. Now we're going over something here that we've already been over. Somewhere. I don't think it's been here or not. <laughs> I know, you, yeah, you do study. Chapter what? Hosea 12, 9. I'm resorting to my cheat tabs here. You use the Bible enough, mm -hmm. your cheat tabs start falling yeah. off. Yeah. Then you got to do something else. Go ahead and read to us, Larry. 12, 9? Yeah. Hosea 12 and verse 9. Uh -huh. And I that am the Lord, thy God, from the land of Egypt, will yet make thee to dwell in tabernacles. I'm sorry, I said 12, 10, 9. 10 and 9. O Israel, thou hast sinned 
from the days of Gibeah? Is that the one? No, that's not the one either. <laughs> I do that all the time, I tell you. 12, 10. It's definitely 9 somewhere, though. Yeah. 12 and 10. I've also spoken... There you go, 12, 10. I've also spoken by the prophets, and I have multiplied visions. Now, we, we understand that, right? Mm-hmm. That's understandable. What's the next statement? And used similitudes by the <coughs> ministry of the prophets. So... Word pictures, maybe? Um, it's a type of. Yeah. It's a type of. Now, consider Abraham. This is the best type that you can see in the Bible. Now, Ruth is full of them. Yeah. But how long did it take Abraham? Let me back up. According to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 19, I believe, the moment the command came to Abraham to offer Isaac, Abraham considered him dead. How long did it take for Abraham to consider him Resurrect. How long did it take him to get to the place? Three days, right? Okay. Took him three days. How long was Jesus in tomb? Yep. Three days. Abraham was a type of who? God the Father. He said, Take your only son. Type of Jesus Christ. Well, there's a little. Wait a minute. Is the Holy Spirit trying to twist the scripture just enough to bring in another point? Isaac was, was not his only son, Ishmael was still in around. Mm-hmm. Uh, true, yeah, that's right. Richard Ishmael was still there. Take your only son to a place where I'll show you. And when he went up the mountain, there was a, a ram over in the thicket. Now, th- this is one of the only places I know of in the Bible there's a similitude within a similitude. Abraham was a type of God the Father, right? Mm-hmm. Isaac was a type of Christ, the son. Jesus. Oh. What was the ram type of? That's a scapegoat. He was a type of the substitutionary substitution substitutionary sacrifice, like they did throughout the yeah, like, yeah, yeah, bringing the burnt offerings and yeah, yeah. Oh, Barabbas even could Barabbas be in that? No, no. Barabbas was a different. He was not a safe person, but he was a substitute. Well, he was a substitute of the Antichrist. See, Jesus made the statement in John chapter 1, verse 12, I believe. He came to his own, and his own received him not. Yeah. But one will come in his own name, and him they will receive. See, when the Antichrist comes, we just saw in Daniel 9, many, he has signed the covenant with many for one week. That's unbelieving Jews. For okay. seven years. Yeah. But Rabbis is a type of him. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I just wanted to ask you something. Because okay. uh, I've wondered. Um, you're here by a miracle. Am I wrong? Uh-huh. I Earl is here by a miracle. Yeah. Now, so you were I'm... written off as good as dead. They give me six hours to leave. And you could find him right there. Right? Now... Would you mind sharing a little of that with us? Because I believe God raised you back up because he wasn't finished with your work. Uh, you were probably ready to go. I'm sure you'd like to have maybe perhaps gone on. I told him. I was more in the yard last October 28th. And I felt my cheek getting numb. And I pulled in. My niece was at the house with me. And I walked in. She says, what's wrong? And I said, I feel a little numbness here, and, and I couldn't talk good. I said, we're taking you to the hospital. 
they took me to Rathen. They did a brain scan, and I had a subdual hematoma, a major brain bleed. And they said, we've got to get you to Roanoke right now. They put me in a helicopter, took me to Roanoke, and they wanted to do brain surgery. And I said, no, if, the Lord's t if this is the Lord's time to take me home, I'm ready to go home. And now I'm going by what my niece said. I don't remember this. They said, we've given me six to 12 hours to live. In 12 hours, I was up walking around. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, and I remember uh, when that happened and we were in church and yeah. everybody was, you know, really feeling yeah. bad about this. And the pastor was up there and he was weeping and he said, Earl's not going to be with us pretty soon. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, Earl's back. But God, right? Oh, but yeah. But God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Man sir. says this, but God. You know, That's why I think Ted's still around at 89. It's yeah, still going like the ever-ready bunny. The Lord needs teachers and servants, yeah. and 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 our our elders, the church elders, are the best at that. Yeah. And it's just there's just much to be done. Uh, you've been a blessing on the evenings you've had time to come here with us, and I just you know really wanted to. I mean, when did you know that? Okay, I'm coming out of this. You know, I guess I'm not going to heaven yet. <laughs> well. <laughs> Diane, that's my niece, she was out in Roanoke somewhere. And I, I remember vaguely this, that she tried to get me to use the phone. Now, my left side was not there, yeah. okay? And at some point, I, after she was gone, I called her. She said, who helped you call me? I said, nobody. Now, I could not use the phone, okay? Uh -huh. And she got home, I mean, got back to the hospital, and she said, I almost dropped the phone. She said, let me see what you can do with your left hand. I can do that. Uh -huh. <laughs> when she left, I couldn't move it. So God restored you. Yeah. That, you know, and people were praying. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. People were praying, and God is faithful. I, I, I just wanted that to be shared with the group yeah. because these are the things that God does, and we might take them for granted if we're not careful. But I told them, I said, you're not doing surgery. Now, I'm not against surgery, but I didn't want to be left disabled. Yes, right. And I said, if that's the case, I'm ready to go to heaven, and I want to go to heaven. There you go. And then I remember him coming in after that said, you're not going anywhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Ray had his stroke there a few years ago. There's your left side, wasn't it? Yeah, I lost everything still. So I took, Part of my left head ain't working. He was in the hospital, yeah. and I... Took him uh, something from Bojangles. I got you one of Bojangles sweet potato pies. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. Anyway, uh, I, your left side was starting to work a little bit by that time. Anyway, I handed him that pie and pushed it out of the box there a little bit. And he looked at that and he smiled so big and went, <laughs> just went away. I said, you better switch hands, right? <laughs> But but you know, we live by God's blessing. We live each day by the breath he gives us every minute of every hour and he he will raise he he could do anything he wanted to. Um and and so he does. Uh, you know, good teachers, good servants. He he, he wants you out there. You're still well, you show so strong. Yeah, and, and you're, you're on the on the on the front line of these kinds of things, of, of spiritual warfare. Even 
you know, gather together in a little room of true believers and bless the group with what God has shown you. And so that is. Yeah, I find him to be a very adequate Sunday school teacher. <laughs> that's a forest joke. That's a forest No, joke. I'm sure it's, it's amazing to be. Well, uh, I think. The other thing I was wanting to teach on, we'll do that next time. Okay. Lord willing. Is what happens to Israel at the end with all this going on right now? Now, a lot of people, a lot of teachers, and I've heard a lot of preachers say, don't worry about Israel, God will take care of it. That's not biblical. Now, God will take care of if they're believers. Right. But not if they're, they're not. They're not all saved. All the, all the, you know, talk about the children of Abraham. These three groups of the physical of the physical. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, right down the line. The spiritual of the physical. That's called the remnant. And the spiritual, that's non-physical. That's us. So, you've got to be saved to be called the children of Abraham. Right. Whether you're a Jew or Gentile. That's it. In Christ there is neither. We're just in Christ. We're saved. Now, Romans eleven twenty six says, Then all Israel will be saved. Yeah. What does it mean, then all Israel will be saved? Something has to happen in that process. Romans 11 is a good study. Maybe we can try to remember to go into that next week. Or... Whenever you're able to join, I know every Thursday you don't know where the. I have no idea who I'm going to be. <laughs> he works for what's the company? Southern Pharmacy. Southern Pharmacy. He's a drug dealer. He drugs. He's not a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> drug runner. Yeah. yeah. Well, God, God bless you, uh, Earl. Thank you for tonight. Uh, let's. Uh, is it next week? Gordon, or this week? You Next gonna, week. Next week, Gordon's going to close us, he says. Yeah. He okay. hasn't closed okay. us before. Well, well, I'm going to try my best to be here, but I'm not making you promise. No, I know you can't. Yeah. Uh, that's up to the Lord, yeah. and, and, and we'll cover these subjects when you do return. But, but if we do seven weeks to Daniel, we've got to have a good mathematician. And, mm-hmm. and, a, talk, and a board that you're right on. Yeah. And Because and, there's a lot of numbers to be laid out. Yeah. A good mathematician. Christina's an accountant. Will you be here next week? She probably won't. They're they're getting married soon, and she'll be here full-time soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Gordon's neighbor, actually. Probably next door to me, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. We all ready? Earl, you close this, please. Dear Father, we come to you. We thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for the lesson you've given us. Thank you for the time you've given us together, dear Lord. Most of all, thank you for dying for us. Thank you for that beautiful mansion you've got prepared yes, for us in heaven, dear Lord. Yes. And it's our responsibility. You died for us and you're doing all the work, but we have to believe. Yes. And that we might be with you forever. Now, go with us, lead God and direct us. We'll glorify you and be pleased to you in everything that's said and done. In the holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.